Welcome to the Triforce Podcast. This is the 217th podcast in the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. And of course, we are the only podcast to gather all five nerdy infinity stones and gather them all into one show for you. We are the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bugrow, the Matman, and two my left in the Perjanger box is Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman, <laughs> and our producer, the omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. Hello. The host and star of Walljanger Gaming that you will find right over here up above my head at pjandwh.com. You're going to find Walljanger Gaming and on Facebook at... Facebook.com backslash Walljanger Gaming, and you will see Big Brother streaming Monday to Friday all the time from about, what is it, about 3 about to 5? 3 to 4.30, 5-ish, no. depending on how good the game is and if I can find a nice stopping point. Right Some now? Some games have very long missions, and you can't really save in the middle. So yeah. you got to, like... Yeah, you got to go slide. through. You got to ride through with it, man. But you, you're right now... You dipped off on control, but you slid right yeah, into that, the, that was the Wild West yeah. with Red Dead Redemption 2, yes. Electric Boogaloo. It was a fantastic game once you oh, get through yeah. the tutorial. I can't stand. <laughs> Tutorials should be optional. I'll figure it out. It's a sandbox. Give me a gun. Put me in the woods. I'm yeah. going to start shooting stuff. I'll figure it out. Yeah, no, that See, makes sense. I'm like, I don't need no damn tutorial. Then I get in the game. I'm like, shit, how do I walk? I just push buttons. That's, I use a controller. Sure. There's only eight. That's why you go to the settings and you look at the keyboard or controller settings yeah. to tutorial see where or, the mapping is. Yeah, you don't need a tutorial, really. The settings. You know what? Let's start a new hashtag. Hashtag, I don't need a tutorial. It's probably In a little wordy. That's really long. It's, it's a bit really wordy. wordy. <laughs> it's really Triforce wordy. podcast. Yeah. yeah. What are we, Thursdays now? Okay. Triforce hashtag Triforce podcast Monday to Friday streaming yeah. on Walljanger Gaming about three to about maybe <laughs> four thirty five ish. It might be a bit much to type, and you our stance is to it's, yeah no. I'm not even going to finish it. It's way no. too long of a hashtag. It's a bit much, so you we should just, just start on with the uh, yeah. But we don't gather here for that. We gather here for the same thing every week, which is tonight. Virtual sheep human life form, post apocalyptic sweet tooth, long lost. Uh, Belmont story and more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we will start off with the first story, which is Netflix. Officially, uh, VTuber is a sheep and promotes anime. So, pretty much, we have a... A VTuber. Netflix has joined the VTuber trend unveiling of a virtual streamer. Just a little logistics in the background. No, he's looking at the camera. There we go. So Netflix has joined VTuber trend. 
and and it <laughs> unveiled a virtual streamer this week who will host a weekly show on the company's YouTube channel to promote an, its original anime series. The character is named Naomi Kuruno, and Netflix describes her as the company's anime ambassador. She also happens to be a sheep really? human life form. What? I can't wait to see I'm this sorry, at a wait, con. Do that I cannot again. wait. She is an anime ambassador, and she Lose also happens thing? to be a sheep human life form. She's a sheep human hybrid. She's yeah, a she's a sheep human pig hybrid, part of the global government. Oh, okay. I thought wait, it was a global sheep government. Sheep human and pig. Global government. No, but she's a sheep oh. human hybrid. Um, so she's a sheep little human. Alex Jones humor. Sprinkled in there. Yeah. Um, VTubers or virtual YouTubers are animated hosts who often vlog on YouTube or stream on Twitch. In general, these characters are operated by a single human who or robot. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. Who are or Zer? <laughs> or Zer? I'm not. Z. Once again, we don't we don't judge. Uh, or King Shame who will use motion capture software and sometimes motion capture outfits to transform themselves into cartoony characters on screen. Some VTubers have become hugely popular over the past year, including Project Melody and Code Mikio. Uh, Netflix is using the the trend as a way to promote its growing interest in anime. The company uh, said recently that it plans to launch 40 anime series in 2021, following a year that uh, in which the amount of anime watched on its service doubled in the U.S. Netflix is about to debut a new anime, Flying Lotus, a new Sailor Moon movie, and it's coming in serv- uh, the service in June... Uh, it's coming in service in June, and a new Terminator anime was announced that it's in the works Terminator? as well. That one I yeah. might be interested in, but Terminator that thing is some bizarre crap. Beautiful into beautifully into anime. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are Sailor Moon fans, yeah. and now you're getting another Sailor Moon anime okay. onto Netflix. The Terminator she, anime. Is she a sheep human hybrid as well? No. Nope. No, maybe an alien pig hybrid, but okay. that is neither here nor there. But with Terminator, I feel that you can really expand on the story mythos with that one. You can really li- go through the deep cracks of the mich- the war between machines and man. And the gore. Oh, yeah. You could Castlevania that shit. Castlevania. Castlevania. You can turn Castlevania to an 11 on that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can have a a, a life ending. What do they call it? El whatever. You know what? Uh, though it would actually just kind of turn out to be the animatrix. Like yeah, that was fantastic. It would make just, it like yeah. that. Make everything like that. Well, not everything. I mean, you can have one thing. crazy, crazy things happening in animation because you're not limited by oh yeah a oh, budget yeah. for special effects. I'm. I think Terminator will translate beautifully. Or weak-ass actors who won't do the damn stunts themselves. <laughs> long, like long, long, long time animation and anime fan here telling you guys who are just new to the party. <laughs> welcome. Park a seat near the campfire. You're going to be here a while. 
And of course, we have a soundbite for that, which is yeah. start the crock pot because yeah. it's gonna be a long one. We did start the crock pot <laughs> today, actually, and it was delicious. But that is that Who story. Pot roast, you know. Good pot roast, like a virtual YouTuber, man. It's all good content. A lot like this next story, which, of course... That was a good segue. Thanks, Connor. A little loud. But it is true that Amazon picks up Robert Kirkman's Invincible. That's the little video we can play back uh, over and over again. Just make sure that we uh, mute that audio because it is the phone call between Stephen Yen and Robert Kirkman. And ahead of the season one finale of the show, which happens out tomorrow, if you haven't watched it, Invincible is an amazing, once again, another slam dunk from Robert Kirkman. Um, Ahead of this season finale, after fans began to rally cry for a renewal just hours ago, Amazon Prime Video has announced that their new hit animated series Invincible has been renewed for another two more seasons. That's right, the, se- uh, the show's coming back for seasons two and three, streaming service, and the series creator Robert Kirkman made the announcement himself about the renewal to praise uh, of fans, having previously hinted that the new episodes could be on the horizon in several interviews. It's unclear when the new season will premiere, but Kirkman has previously alluded to the production length. The production time is somewhat daunting. I think that we spend a number of years developing and working on this season. Kirkman previously told Collider, as we hopefully move into season two and beyond, things will tighten. There's definitely a lot less de- uh, designing and different things that have happened have to a, move uh, into the season. What There's Transformers in the background there. What's the other one? Is that Conan? What, what the hell is he doing there? It's like a guy in somewhat of a, a loincloth or something. What is he? Is that a chainsaw in his hand? What is he doing? Is that a green uh, lantern? I can't tell. I can't tell. I Add know. in the comments below if you know what the hell that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably interesting. He likes Transformers. So he uh, oh, no. Bad. He's a huge nerd, man. And uh-huh. that's what makes this the best. And that's why also... I'm interested in what the hell that is in the back. Chris. <laughs> Chris. Where is he? Where the hell is Chris? Someone get Chris on this. But and it's entirely possible that there's already work that has been done Other on the second season. Other mouse. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, wrong mouse. So <laughs> I think we're in a good place <laughs> to m- be moving forward where this show will end up being successful. Uh, Speaking in an exclusive interview with comicbook.com, Kirkman spoke about the changes made uh, to the animated series from the comics, noting that he considers it to be an opportunity to update his ideas. I look at this like a second draft, Kirkman said. I think that the baseball uh, sequence that we've already uh, released is a real good example of that they play baseball in the comic book series, but they're not talking about anything of note. The conversation that exists in the television show that I wrote not only has, you know, really added level of performance if I could learn how to speak. <laughs> me and you both, take Robert. Your time. Take, take your time. No, that was written. That was his quote. <laughs> no, I was talking to him. Oh, 
I thought you were talking to us both. Well, we My agree. Man. We really need to learn how to speak, especially on really camera when it's being recorded. <laughs> we all really need to learn how to speak. <laughs> Mainly me and Robert Kirkman. Um, or added level of, like, what's going on there? They're talking about Invincible getting his superhero name, but there's also, like, a little tweaks. I think there are uh, there are a real good example of how we're able to take this a scene that exists in a comic book and really plus it up in some cool ways, which is exactly what they have done through this whole series. Invincible has just been, it hasn't just been gore. And that I think that's really something that people re- were really uh, waiting for from from Robert Kirkman, you know, creator of The Walking Dead, and you know, and uh, fluffer of comic book men, which is what got them lasting for like eight, nine seasons, whatever they lasted. But that's that where I know the name from. Yeah, that was a really good show. Yeah, I've both of them. <clears throat> but Walking Dead was a different thing from. Invincible, and it's even clear in his writing when he does both, even when he's doing both adaptations of different shows, and we're still getting a live adaptation of this show. Have you actually gotten to watch any of the episodes of Invincible? Nope. I told oh. you I was waiting for the last one to drop so I could well, watch it's them tomorrow, all. so you can start it's tomorrow. Really I'll probably start on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be so good because I've, I've, like, I've preached to the choir already. I've read the comics. I know where they're going with it, pretty much, I think. With Robert Kirkman, you really don't know where you're going with this story because there's already subtle differences that he has changed in... Um, it hasn't been anything drastic like he did with Walking Dead, but it was it, it's subtle changes in character and things that happened, and I like it because he's just modernizing it a lot like what I think like Neil Gaiman is doing with uh, Sandman. Right. So, it's definitely something to keep on your radar. Oh, Gaiman, yeah. (laughs) Gaiman, Gaiman. I don't know how to say his name. He's just Neil Diamond is how it's pronounced. (laughs) It's not Neil. Prefers you to say (laughs) Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond, and I was like, just what he prefers. It's not. It's It's not Neil Diamond. It's spelled completely different. But so Neil Diamond didn't write Sandman. I have no idea what But he did write Coming to America. (laughs) Yes. Sure. And Sweet Caroline. That man does everything. (laughs) You have to. It's a rule. But another rule is to check out this next story because Castlevania Season 4 trailer released. Netflix's fourth and final season of Castlevania is coming to the streaming service on May 13th. And based on the new trailer released Thursday, today, the animated (laughs) series will pull out all the stops for the final in both terms of better than ever animated and sheer amount of blood and gore. As, uh, For the amount of blood and gore in this, it doesn't feel gratuitous. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah. You're it's dealing necessary. with vampires. I mean, how They're much vampires. blood is involved with bl- vampires? A there lot. You go. Skeletons, no blood. You know? Um, but as uh, Saifa, as Alejandra. Are you okay? Brynosa. having a stroke. I'm having That's a right. stroke. He has this all the time, every episode. There we go. Let me tell you what I'm excited <laughs> about this. I'm excited they're not going to try and do too much and yeah. ruin it. 
like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I I think it's nice Stay that they still, like they realize their 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 quality is up high and they want to end it on a high note. Oh, yeah, like, that's exactly bad. how you should. It's disappointing. Like it is kind of disappointing that this is going to be the end. In the trailer, they go back to where it all started. Put uh, uh, putting an even even finer point on it. Uh, Trevor adds, "Everything has led us to here. The two will have to contend to uh, with an attempt to resurrect Dracula, Vlad Tempest. So somebody's trying to resurrect Dracula, which of course it was bound to happen. You know, some crazy fuck. He's a cultist." Dracula's really awesome, man. He was a great guy. He was really into science and just <laughs> avoiding all that bloodshed and tyranny. But, you know, it is what it is. It'd be wild if whoever they have doing that sounds exactly like you just did. I know. It'd be awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, go ahead. You know, Vlad and Tempest, Dracula for short. How is that Dracula for short? Vlad Tempest. Is Dracula Vlad the Impaler? Vlad the Impaler, yeah. Okay. Formal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He likes to impale people. But how it, I mean, I get that, how that is Dracula for short, but Vlad Tempest is actually pretty short. I think they did it right in Monster Squad when he just went by uh, Mr. Alucard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it has Isaac and Hector spin up in an army of, of night creatures. Alucard will be there, too, because, you know, <laughs> he's always in the story. That's right. A struggle to embrace his humanity because he's that half Dracula, half human love child. Giggity. And he, you know, has had threesomes with uh, two Asian well, brother and sister. That That's was actually most- pretty fucking, you, you know, you porn of them. <laughs> that's that anime that is the the porn kind. <laughs> you know that, that 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 was like, whoa, what the fuck? Hang on, I'm not on that web page. I'm on Netflix. What the fuck are you doing, Alucard? <laughs> not on that web page. <laughs> so you know, I'm just uh, like, well, no, man. What are you what are you doing with your life choices? But now I think he's gonna go to help his friends, which is what you should do instead of you know Chinese sex orgies. I mean, or maybe you want to go to the sex orgy. I'm not going to judge you. Once again, no kick. Yeah, we don't. We don't kink shame. Just both. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to see it. Elsewhere. Are you sure you don't Just, want to see it? No, I don't. No. I mean, it'll pop up. You know on what? You. It'll pop up. The on thing is, with those things, <laughs> those people kidding. didn't look like on the. They didn't in the anime. <laughs> you ever watch a documentary in a nudist colony? No. Are they no, all I supermodels? Haven't. I mean, I'm not the greatest looking one in the world, but I gotta tell you, yeah. I haven't actually yeah, watched but that. Reality is not about reality. sexuality. It's about, you know, just being comfortable in just your skin. Well, Pornhub has lied to me my entire life then. What? Actually, Pornhub not hasn't that hasn't even been, been around. Whoa, <laughs> that's, not, that's not all animation. I had that Pornhub has been lying to you for about five years, okay? I, I am glad we both had that They're not real people, are they? <laughs> after I said that joke, like, that is nowhere near old enough. What am I, five? I mean, You're mentally, talking about yes. the back room of the... Um, How about we move on? Yeah, Movie from whatever stores. the hell this is to a. Uh, I don't know how we whatever. got here, but I don't. Story. I don't know. That was a this really is not my beautiful away. house, and this is not my beautiful wife. But another we wandered thing, into a psychotic episode. We did, but wander out. 
into that was a good segue. Yeah, that one was like the falling next. downstairs. <laughs> that was like <laughs> <laughs> that whole end. <laughs> so we're gonna wander on in here into the DC fandom event, r- uh, randomly turning October sixteenth. Fresh off its Zack Snyder's Justice League and DC has announced its massive fandom event is back for another year. 2020 fandom was created as a way for DC to share its news about its upcoming movies with fans during the coronavirus pandemic. The event had panels, announcements, and plenty of first looks at DC's upcoming movies. And this time around shouldn't be any different, which is... They have a lot of stuff coming up here, which with the fandom, by the time that it releases October 16th, we're already going to have seen James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn's Suicide Squad, and that will have already been in theaters in HBO Max. Man, wasn't that a great movie? Yes. Um, <laughs> it was great. great. <laughs> Most anticipated movie that's likely to show up is the Batman, the Matt Reeves joint, and we'll probably get a better look at that, maybe a good trailer, because that's supposed to pop up, I believe, in 2022, and Matt Reeves, of course, of War for Planet of the Apes, and DC is also probably going to be showing out Black Adam with starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which the movie we still don't know much about, other than it's going to be including the Justice Society of America. And, and it's going to break every box office that has ever been set. Well, that's just because it's Wayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, no, that's well, that's, yeah. that's why. But I hope I hope that it does well, reviews and critically wise too. I think DC needs a win. I think if they want to please the Rock, that's exactly what they're going to do, and they're going to have a full gym for him to work out twenty four seven. Oh, so he, I like he's how like they Arnold. announced that he won't be wearing a padded suit. Like anyone was under the really no. <laughs> you mean like Falcon in the the last man who's known for working out everywhere? He blew yeah. off the uh, the NFL uh, who they the scout yeah. because he had a workout. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm working out. You can wait, NFL. That's some real shit. Obviously, we'll also be seeing the Flash and Aquaman too which are both set to release sometime in winter of 2022. Flash, obviously, I think they're already starting the shoot. Uh, Andy Machete released the logo. I believe it was the last Triforce podcast we talked about that, which had that classic orchestral music that you see in the CW show. It's going to be that classic music that you're used to, um, which I was actually a little bit disappointed. Mortal Kombat didn't have that classic like music licensing they couldn't afford it probably i don't know man but the 2021 they probably owned it i think sony owned it they lightly they did like a parody of it at one point it was like do 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 yeah they just but it it, it just glossed all it was a fantastic movie oh my god yeah it was great um but back on to the topic is that 2021 fandom will open october 16th while we don't know exactly what the schedule is it's worth noting that the 2020 fandom lasted more than seven hours so once again you're gonna want to start the crock pot because it's gonna be a long one yeah it is gonna be a long one with that one i hate that one 
Something that's not going to be long is going to be the next story. That was a good segue. Didn't mean the applause, but I'll take it. Captain America 4 is in the works with Falcon and the Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman. I almost thought you were going to say Gladwell. No, no, not Gladwell. No, 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 no. Probably wouldn't be a lot of use on a science on a superhero set. Yeah, no. So the head writer and creator of Disney Plus and Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier is developing the fourth installment of Captain America film franchise for Marvel Studios. Spellman will co-write and script the uh, with. Uh, Dylan Musan may not be Dylan, but Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Little MTV joke. A staffer for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so he's already getting Dylan for uh, a Falcon Winter Soldier uh, staffer. It's okay. I'll take the head shakes. <laughs> and during the day of MTV VJs, isn't it? Yeah, that was when. Uh, that was Chappelle's show. And it was right in that time of, oh, what was it, Making the Band? And they made a horrible song, too. It was awful. Um, but with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, remember that? Um, no casting for the project is officially known. But with last Friday's episode, Katarina, I think we have long enough time that we can actually have Falcon and the Winter Soldier talk on the podcast. What did you think of last week's episode? I thought it was very satisfying in an emotional way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I very remember much. when at the end of um game, when Cap gave Falcon the shield and how everyone was, I don't want to say everyone, but there was a, a lot of people really upset about that saying that Bucky should have gotten it and some truly terrible things were were said and with this show they played that out oh, yeah people being against saying that he's not Captain America because oh. he doesn't fit into the blonde hair blue eyed he's not a super soldier yeah and the way that they did this arc and how they ended it with him taking and even with Bucky saying neither Steve nor I realized yeah what we were doing when they gave him the shield yeah and how different it was for him to just pick it up and, and go for it. And the way that they handled it was just beautifully done. Even though I think a lot of people were already, can we do spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the Spoil thing. away. Fucking Bucky already I knew about there. Isaiah Bradley. Him yeah. and, and Steve both knew about everybody. Isaiah Bradley and they picked Sam and they're like, oh, it's not going to be a problem. And then well. um, finding what? out that she, it, Sharon is the power broker. Which oh my God. Yeah, it was awesome. I love kind of saw that. Played out. But that was like episode three. You're like, I kind of feel like she's the power broker. And it is also amazing how in two episodes they made you hate and yes. then love the Dude. US agent. Dude. Star Spangled Man. You, yeah. US time. agent. We're talking last week and this week. Fucking Elaine from Seinfeld <laughs> being Madam fucking Hydra. Yeah. What? What? That was awesome. Oh my god! I think it's that's Jeff. what we're getting in Falcon uh, or Captain America Four. We're seeing Hydra's resurgence, and then them going to the museum and showing the the, the monument to Isaiah. Oh my god! 
Dude, I got misty-eyed. Forward as a people. It was beautiful. It was emotional. It was really well done. Yeah. I got um, misty-eyed when was like the that biggest scene, impact man. wasn't the action scenes. It was everything else. It was the like heart. Lucky broke free yeah. uh-huh. of his programming. Yes. And seeing that shrine with Isaiah and even seeing Falcon and Bucky kind of finally get past their own egos and and be like okay and end up friends and and i understand family really and family yeah i thought it was beautifully done you know bucky waking up not on the floor on the couch peacefully watching the kids play with cap shield smiling and he's just appreciating yeah there was a lot of character development for bucky which was much needed in this but Falcon's speech to the GRC at the end was to everybody, everyone that was against him being the captain after Endgame. It it was it was everything that I would expect a Captain America to say. Yeah, and it wasn't John Walker. You saw John Walker's chance of being Captain America, and now you see Sam doing it right. Like, yo, and who doesn't love that? Fuck up. You're fuck. These are people too, and he's bringing a realization to these people, right? And it's it's just the whole show was eye opening. From and even Isaiah Bradley end, to that, still trying to get Carly to to like come he in, he didn't to, fight to her. And a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, why didn't he fight her?" It's because he didn't. He'd see her as because a he's villain in America. He, that, she wasn't a villain. America, she was misguided. Why. She's just best. his friend. At best, she was misguided. She was radicalized. She was yeah. radicalized yeah. by people who who basically made her nothing. Like you know, like yeah, and, and that, that's what happens once you start dehumanizing people. To that extent, they start to not see themselves as human either. It's also the similarities in where Cap Cap's story has gone. And to where right. Falcon is going, and to where Isaiah Bradley is going. Isaiah Bradley had nice the exact opposite off. journey of Captain America, right. and you know he did the he same thing Cap did and got put in prison for thirty years. Came back, he didn't get the girl. His girl was dead, and now he has Elijah Bradley, who's going to be Patriot. We hope in the yeah. future. And he was being that, coy. It's nice be. to know that Peggy Carter ended up. With that positive spin. She's her rolling in her fucking grave because her ended niece up is the power broker. Power broker, yeah. yeah so, she's rolling in her fucking grave. Yeah, whatever. Now rolling I in her grave. Steve and her got to dance. Thank God Steve and Peggy got to dance. Their yeah, fucking oh, grandniece is goddamn power broker. I don't know if that if I believe that. I, I think that there's more at play here. She's either deep, 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 deep undercover She's probably a scroll. She's under Hydra control, like she was in the comics. So. Yeah, because she killed Captain America in the comics. Right. Spoiler alert. But um, I, no, I, I thought like, yeah, Hydra control. Yeah. Since they're going with Hydra, or yeah. if they're trying, if Marvel's trying to be uh, a little, you know, foresighted, maybe she's a scroll. Maybe they're right. trying to implant that seed that. Well, this isn't how a Carter would act. Well, don't forget, Sharon Carter was off the radar for years. We don't know what happened. Exactly. All of a sudden, she's their power broker. Like, well, especially when you get 
all this talent coming into Secret Invasion right now. You don't become right now. You're going overnight. to hire for C- Secret Invasion. That's what I'm saying. She was gone for a long time, and we don't know what happened for her to be where she's at right now. Look, you can mark it right now. Episode two seventeen. Matman is calling that Sharon Carter is a scroll. I'm calling that because that Whatever. I don't care. The attitude from her, from you know, f- you know, all the stuff that she did prior, even Captain America, and even you know, what was it? Um, winter, not Winter Soldier. It was uh, yeah, Civil War. Captain America, Civil War. And Winter Soldier were the two that she was in, right? She was in Age of Ultron. It was one of the two. But Baron Zemo is probably one of the highlights of that whole But did you see his face at the end when he was listening to that radio broadcast? Something, there's, something else is going on too. Well, no, he was watching his butler blow up the GRC. (laughs) But as he was listening to that scene, the look on his face. That is a really good butler. The look on his face led some kind of, like, something else is going on. But anyway, I'm excited to see it. I think yeah. Marvel is being so smart about doing these mini series to kind of segue into their next phase. It's really yeah. smart marketing. Marvel and Disney have always had their eyes on the long game, and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm- and they also said that they were going to be doing movies into TV, into TV. That they right. were both going to be liquid. And this series going into a movie, just like WandaVision going into Doctor Strange, it's just supporting what they're doing. And then you look at Ms. Marvel, you look at She-Hulk and mm-hmm. Moon Knight and all these, and you're like, what are these tying into? This is all just a tied universe that I think we're really going we're to talking enjoy. We're West Coast Avengers. We're talking. Oh, yeah. They're, they're practically setting up West Coast Avengers perfectly. Right. And then Young Avengers as well. Exactly. And Secret Invasion. I mean, like, we have a lot of stuff coming. If what if what they're doing now is laying the blueprint for all that, I'm yeah. really excited to see what they're, the next They're movie. setting up the entire MCU that people go to comic stores for exclusively just what I want to watch. I want to continue my young Avengers or uh, storyline, or I want to continue this storyline. It's exactly what we're going back for. I would like for them to tie in more with um, local comic shops to get people in there, uh, release things in those shops, as opposed to like online lottos and target and whatnot. Let's give these mom and pops. And, and maybe get some new readers in here because reading yeah. is still down. Circulation is still down for comic books. Now, the one thing that I did find interesting about Falcon Winter Soldier was that um, Spellman also included almost an all-black writer's room. Right. They're including... important. Supporting all... And, and bringing everything in because even Anthony Mackie spoke out to his time as Falcon saying... Right. Well, you have a white guy on sound, you have a white guy over here, and then you go to Black Panther, and, well, everybody's black. Everybody's competent to do the job. I think it's important when you're telling stories of, of, of a specific ethnicity, race, religion, that you surround yourself in people that live that um, to get the most authentic feeling you can tell when when it's being written by somebody who's not familiar with it when you fall yeah. into those stereotypes and stuff. And I think that that's a, that was an important point that he made. 
And I hope that they, you know, take up on that. It, it is important yeah. if you're writing a black character to have black writers, if you're writing a Muslim character to have Muslim writers, it, yes. they're coming from a place of experience and authenticity. And that just like Ms. Marvel. Right. Absolutely. You know, and with All this, for it. with this series, you have Falcon Winter Soldier bringing up scary realities. And it's something that you have to show on screen. You have to show that scary reality to where, well, something else that's scary. Well, that's the next story. <laughs> that was a good segue. Thank you. But Disney announces Alien TV series on FX and Hulu with Noah Hawley. Howley? Hawley? That's fine. Sure. Fargo and Legion showrunner Noah Hawley is stepping into the world of Alien with the new FX show. This marks the first TV series based on the popular movie franchise. According to FX chairman John Landgraf, who announced the show at Disney's investor event today, Disney acquired the rights to the franchise when it acquired 21st Century Fox in 2019. Not much else is known about the show except the brief description that refers to it as a scary thrill ride set not too far in the future here on Earth. Holly briefly spoke. I really spoke want on. like a lower decks type comedy alien. Like I want to. Wouldn't see it be awesome? That, like I want xenomorphs on the ship, like the ones who have to clean out the waste areas, like have to clean up after the queen as she's giving birth a gajillion times, and yeah. <laughs> Being so over everybody's shit, like I, I, nobody wants to see this probably but me. But I think that's hilarious. Oh fuck! There was like a Star Wars spoof. What was it on? Like uh, College Humor or something? I forget what it was called. But... Was it College Humor or uh, Saturday Night Live when it was Undercover Boss with <sighs> Kylo? No, not that one. It was the one where uh, the guy was sharp and all, uh, he was like outfitted in almost like a like a, a spaceballs outfit. For like okay, a stormtrooper, yeah, like oh, a helmet, okay. and then like uh, the guy who was Darth Vader or the commander or whatever sent him to the other ship for coffee, and it took like three months because of how long the <laughs> ship was, and he came back and the coffee was cold, and he kept going back. It was College Humor, but there's a series on that on College Humor, which is absolutely hilarious. Like I would love to see xenomorphs in the break room, like bitching. Yeah. I mean, I I like this because especially when you're going into the Alien franchise, you know, you had, what was it, Prometheus? Oh, yep. yeah, that was awesome. And then you had uh, Alien Covenant was the last one that came out in 2017. And now you're going here to where you're finally getting into Earth. And with these aliens and everything. They've I been mean, to Earth before. Aliens yeah. versus Predator in a was on TV the show. The babies in the in the in the mom in the maternity ward. I was so upset about that. And they were yeah. like twins or triplets. Leave the babies alone. Please. This is aliens. Had triplets. Was, I think there yeah. was more than three of them. There, no, no, no. Well, I mean, like, no, woman was. I am coming in like on the, the end of this. Face hugger. Yeah. The face hugger got a pregnant woman in the maternity ward, and when it like burst through her, it was several. Which leads me to believe that she was probably pregnant with like twins or triplets or something. It's good for repopulating the species. Unfortunately, not good for our species. Do we need that though? 
Do we need that? We don't need that. That was my point. <laughs> we don't need that at all. Uh, but they said, I know there's an effort to reshuffle a lot of things post-Disney Takeover. And it was a conversation that I had a couple of years back. Said uh, he, uh, One of the creators said to Deadline, but I know that, like any studio, that there's a great desire to make a, the most of one's library. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. So it sounds like it's going to be an expensive show to make, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go CGI or you go special effects that, you know, classic body molds either and way, stuff. Either way, it's, it's expensive. It's oh, a yeah. different expensive, but it's still going to be very expensive either way. Well, then again, I mean, Amazon, look at them. They're spending like yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars on a, a Lord of the Rings TV show. And, you know, then you have Disney and Mandal and, you know, Disney over there with Mandalorian. To where they literally hired the 501st to be extras because they spent most of their budget. <laughs> and it's just like Amazon's was like, throw more money at it. It'll work. Deep pockets, I tell you. Yeah. So we'll have to look out for this Alien series and as well as this next Netflix series, uh, show, which is Netflix released a new trailer for Sweet Tooth. Really? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's it's not the the really? guy from uh, uh, what is it? Twisted Metal. Uh, with shows like Shadow and Bone and Mark Miller's upcoming Jupiter's Legacy, Netflix is ramping up to its blockbuster era in order to compete with heavy uh, with the IP heavy series like Disney Plus and HBO Max. This year, summer's. Uh, this summer promises another unique, fully realized story and an adaptation of Jeff Lemire's v uh, Vertigo DC comic book series, Sweet Tooth. Okay. A verident saga given a southern baked twist from writer-director Jim Mickle. We are what they. Uh, we are what we are. TV's Hap and Leonard. Those are the shows he did. I'm not just having a seizure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sweet Tooth follows a dear boy named Gus Christian Covery, the titular Sweet Tooth, as he traverses a He's world a wood elf. torn apart by a viral elf. outbreak and what's become known as the Great Crumble. Yeah. I'm guessing that was society. To survive hunters who see him as a hybrid, kind of a, as an enemy, or dinner. Probably dinner. He starts humness. Well, he violated he the green humming. pack, so that's what happens. <laughs> when you violate the green I... pack, shit gets real. <laughs> who knew this was Elder Scrolls and the see, green pack means me shit? is that the Downies are involved. I didn't know that this was... Yes, the, uh, man. Robert and his so. wife are involved in this, which I'm really excited for. Yeah. I With didn't know Iron Man on a comic book series for Netflix, that's like... For DC. You know, that's three, that's four green check lights right there. And that's yeah. why you need to watch this post-apocalyptic dear boy. And, you know, a bunch of people wanting to cook them as, you know, I don't know, maybe uh venison stew, venison yeah, stew, he's maybe part some human. Was it kebabs? It can get them on some kebabs. Yeah, but most of it's human kebabs. What the hell? Yeah, My mom okay. calls kebabs kaboobies. 
Kaboobies. Those people I are will at now the call head. them kaboobies. It's a human. I have Even spoken. Dweet. Uh, to, to survive, hunters who see the hybrid kind of as an enemy and scavenger finding their own way to survive, Gus teams up with the wayward wanderer, Game of Thrones, Nanzo Azani, who has the advantage of being an enormous muscle man with a crossbow. Because it helps. <laughs> crossbow? Why yeah. always a crossbow? Because it's silent, you know? You don't have to have a, you know, a I gun. I mean, he does look like, like Sir Tumnus is... No, it's it's not silent. It Those things... It, no. Some, it's like Walking Dead. You're really reloading that fucking thing that fast? Really? <laughs> that quickly? That thing is going to take you 20 minutes to pull your freaking... Maybe Super strong. Minutes. Yeah, you're Hercules all of a sudden. Okay. You get a regular bow and arrow, damn it. Guys, get a compound guys, bow. Guys, guys. Okay. He's ranting. I'm find done. Your, find your center. It's, it's, so it's, we want to make a shot sh- makes sense. The fucking. Okay. Anyway. You know, calm down, David. I'm done. I'm done this time. You should take no. down a Goliath with no. a slingshot. Um, you go away. But you'll check this one out. Sweet Tooth may pick up a slingshot. Or a crossbow. We don't know. Uh, I didn't know crossbow was going to be the trigger. I'll learn to look past it. (laughs) We'll look past the crossbow physics into into this story in June uh, when it premieres. But like I said, Robert Downey Jr. and Susan Downey are uh, show coast uh, are producing this feature. So we'll have to check. And Robert Downey Jr. is Doctor Doolittle. He so, is yeah. man. Uh, you got it. All you got that is going for you. Got to check out the David Letterman. Uh, my next guest needs no introduction oh, yeah. with it's... him in it, and you will see he is Doctor yeah, Doolittle. That's probably why he did the movie. He was like, "Well, I know that." You know, he he tends to do things in extremes and yeah. animals in extremes. At least he takes care of them well. Somebody else who is extreme. Well, that's this next story because, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Well, the internet has spoken. And they want him as Johnny Cage. Go down below and we'll see the internet's reactions. Because Mortal Kombat debuted last week. And it's proven to be a massive hit for Warner Brothers on the streaming service. With the video game adaptation breaking HBO Max's records as it earned more views in the first three days than Godzilla and King Kong did in its first five. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it What's beat. sold that much? Mortal Kombat beat a lizard, a nuclear lizard. I don't want to diminish him. A nuclear lizard and versus an ape. (laughs) Which, if you didn't see which was the better fighting movie coming, I have Swampland in Arizona that is prime real estate for you. You're going to love it. It's real cheap. But that's a given. I think that one escaped several people in the room. Okay, so and in a different state, <clears throat> it might not ever see he critical be, acclaim. He's going to be fantastic. A lot of fans are claim are they're clamoring for Ryan Reynolds as Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go down, you'll also or no, where is it? Uh, go up actually. There's uh, up a little bit more. Oh uh, no! Uh, shit, there was supposed to be more in here. Um, 
No, but there was That's also the same, uh, fans thing. saying something about uh, The Miz as well. Oh, here we go. So here we see The Miz as well. So WWE's The Miz. I could see him as Johnny Cage. That's, that's a real person, not a video game character? No, yeah, no. He's a real person. So he's a real human. Okay. Yeah, I just trying to get things clear. We're talking about video games, and he kind of looks yeah, no. like he's a... Right there. Yeah. Above me. Um, but The Miz is also a good choice. Either one of them I'm fine with, but I think that Johnny Cage as Ryan Reynolds is perfect. He has that just magnanimous personality he has oh yeah he'll be fantastic he has that kind of he can play that showboaty oh yeah martial artist like he did in blade you yeah. know i think that even his role in blade was really fucking good with that martial arts style in there really? i think man i think ryan reynolds could run for president i love that you guys love ryan reynolds I disagree, but I love that you guys are right now. Okay, well, he was awesome think? in Best Friend as well. I mean, I like him as an actor. I just you don't I, see I, him I as Johnny not, Cage. Not even that. I just think that like Ryan Reynolds, and, and I'm not trying to take work away from him, but he's already in so much and has established himself. I gotta imagine he's beating work like, away with a stick. Right. I don't think he has time for this because we I want him as they, Deadpool like and other see, things in other movies. Wouldn't, as Johnny I Cage. would like to see somebody less recognizable. Yeah. Wouldn't Johnny or Cage? Or somebody that, that doesn't that already fits have with the movie. huge franchises attached to their name. That really fits with the movie. None of those other actors in Mortal Kombat are big names like Ryan Reynolds. The Miz would fit because but, he's a wrestler. He's not really big in acting. Right. To where well, I could so see him because he fits in. I don't that know. Role. Like, I think he has acted. He I think a lot of it. I didn't even know he was a real person until he told me about yeah, three I, seconds. Well, no, and ago. also, I thought he was a video game character. When you are a professional, like, like WWE wrestler, you are pretty yeah, much an actor anyway. You have to character. act anyway. Yeah, yeah, but it's a different so, kind of acting. Exactly. And I, and I, but I would like bit. to see and. I would like to see somebody a little bit lesser known, and that doesn't already have, like I said, a huge franchise attached to them get in there and get it in especially if they're playing out and making all of these movies what a great time to give somebody yeah. new like that push up nothing against ryan reynolds i think but speaking no, of but johnny cage wouldn't ryan have to be like the straight man the straight yeah. guy in the comedy he couldn't he's normally well, the one here's who's the cracking thing. the jokes and he's yeah. very funny but well no johnny cage was like, a he was a funny man yeah he was the yeah, actor he funny was the man actor. yeah he was he was very yeah, much, you know, you could see him as like a Ryan Reynolds type, but here's the I thing. I don't think that Ryan picture, Reynolds couldn't play him. I just think that maybe we should yes. like, spread the wealth a little bit. Exactly. But this picture that's above, above my head, yeah, you will see that it is our young Ryan Reynolds. Okay. A young Ryan Reynolds could have played Johnny Cage perfectly, especially with the age of the cast. I think that. You know, getting like Jean Claude Van Damme, Ryan Reynolds, getting like Hugh Jackman, well, getting these the older Kombat people movie, we're not are a, that's a mistake. Go for the young the, people. The thing with the dots. I want to yeah. buy the fight scenes more than it I want to buy age. the acting. You know, so maybe the Miz would be a better fit. I th I just think that it would be more. The second movie would be more award winning if you mm -hmm. go with what Cat was saying with going with an unknown, mm -hmm. but getting somebody who fits that persona of Johnny Cage, like in the aspect of Ryan Reynolds. The fans yeah, 
automatically cling to what they know. Like, or oh, they, Ryan I, Reynolds. They want somebody like Ryan Reynolds they for could, that role. I don't know, try and act like Johnny Cage. Aren't they actors? Yeah. Anybody should be. Well, if they're like Wyatt Russell, which if you didn't know, he is Kurt Russell's kid. Yeah, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's kid. That's and he said he is never going to play St- Snake Plissken. I don't blame him for that. I wouldn't either. I don't blame them for I really, that. No, you don't want to. But I was actually thinking of, But he like, could play Snake Plissken's kid. kid to play Johnny Kid. Well, age Kid's in an actor is kind of meaningless now with technology. Yeah. You can get, think of any actor clearly Well, look at Michael living. Douglas when he yeah, did the end game. Yeah, but here it's the physicality that's important here. It. I like I said, I want to buy those fight scenes. I will. All right, don't I'm not go with watching someone Mortal Kombat because I want to watch Grammy Award winning acting. I'm watching Mortal Kombat for the the fight scenes yeah. and for for the lines. Finish him and like, yeah, get over here like that. Like I'm not yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not looking for for. And that seems to be how they're treating it, especially here. if you look if you watch the movie. They start off with Scorpion, and now you have this new guy. As being Scorpion's kid, which I really hope they retcon him Martin, into like the game. Like a games. descendant of Scorpion. Yeah, all right, I'll go with that. Well, he's the descendant of Scorpion's daughter. They were in like Scorpion did die in like feudal Japan, so I hope that wasn't like his. No, kid. because remember that's the son a, that's died, a jump. and the daughter was an infant, and Raiden took yeah. her, and so this this guy was a descendant of Scorpion's daughter. I I really liked what happened at the beginning. I thought the fight scenes were great. Yeah. I thought the way that that really makes the tattoo seem like yeah. makes sense because it's like oh we all got this birthmark. What do you mean? I liked the fight scenes, but like I said, I, that is a popcorn movie. You're not there for anything other than popcorn movie. So get me a, a Johnny Cage yeah. that can fight and not an actor who's tra- not that I don't think Ryan Reynolds could do it, but. It could be award-winning. Give it, give it to somebody who does not already have a gajillion dollars and yeah. a bunch of big deals already. That's so fair enough. Now, another award-winning idea. Oh, that's his next story. That was a good segue. Respawn Entertainment wins an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Prestigious award. Video game company. Wins an Oscar. I mean, if if you're a nerd, this should make you very proud in your heart. That makes sense. These games. Oh the yeah. Stories. The the visuals. Yeah. I can just picture Chris now talking about The Last of Us and how we <laughs> him, remember? Like we he was can like, all really? picture that. <laughs> <laughs> but Respawn Entertainment is out here making history during the annual Academy Awards ceremony. Electronic Arts Studio just took home an Oscar during the 93rd edition of the show, uh, making the, it the first gaming company to win the award respawn entertainment and oculus studio have won oscar for uh won an oscar for best documentary short during this year's academy awards ceremony for a documentary called colette from medal of honor above and beyond medal of uh, medal of honor above and beyond is a vr experience rooted in real life world war ii history immersive and highly interactive 
The game on its own is an enjoyable experience, but what many might not know is how positive of an impact it has for veterans and shining a true light on American history, unlike how others, uh, other games that say they're showing an honest reflection on the U.S. history but above and beyond truly captured something raw with the, its VR experience. That realness was brought to the forefront through a series of mini documentaries that helped make up the game. So you have this mini documentary this making up this World War II scene, and it's showing the scene. Exactly Good or bad, what happened. In exactly this. what happened. And that is the real thing to take from here which is why they won the award. You're showing this, which is a true, it's, you have veterans experiencing this and showing what these nerdy developers have made. So it's as much about the game as it is about the history, as it, about it, as it is about the person who was there, who was in it and experiencing this war. And that is what's really touching about this because the win of Colette celebra- uh, celebrates a tumultuous tale of a 90-year-old French resistance fighter whose journey led him to Germany during World War II. Quote, we could not be more proud of Anthony Giannuccio and the team's work in bringing Colette's story to life as a part of Medal of Honor a video game franchise rooted in, in history and retelling of veterans' stories to generations for years to come, said Peter Hirschman, creative director of Respawn Entertainment, in a recent press statement. As we continue to take steps toward, uh, towards further legitimization, the create uh, or legitimizing the creativity and passion of those in the games industry, we hope that this is the first of many Oscars for the video game companies who have shown time and time again how powerful and impactful storytelling through this interactive medium can be. And that's really what you have to drive home here. Yeah, that's fantastic. Someone should be documenting these people. I mean, how many could be left? we got to start filming them and, like, you know, like, if you told... Sticking our... Hands in their like brain, and pulling the that knowledge out. Um, There's so many games that just yeah. amazing stories. Just even oh, as yeah. right now, viewers, as you're thinking about that statement of games with great stories in your brain, you already have a collective amount of games that are just flashing forward to you, and f- that's why I really want to push this because this is big. When I was a kid, if you told me. That in 2021, a video game company would win an Oscar, I would have called you a fucking liar. If you would have told me that in the a 80s, video, they would have said the year 2000. A superhero but, you know, movie would win an Oscar. I would I have mean, called you a liar. But when the content fair, is that good, <laughs> that is what you have to look forward to. No, absolutely. <sighs> I'm. I think this is a great push forward for games because games continue to push the medium forward and become more interactive, more just beautiful, well written stories, and not just like you know 
Stampede and Frogger that we were yeah. playing. No, no offense. It's to games, a huge it's- step forward because it's also stepping into our media. It's stepping into yeah. our movies. It's stepping into like this man's playing Galaga on, you know, in an Avengers movie. Are you telling me Frogger didn't tell you something deep about your life? I mean, we can go into that <laughs> philosophical question if you want, because now that you mention it, it really did. <laughs> okay. It got me ready for the real world. Just sure. It crossed okay. in the street, at least. Oh, man, I am awesome at crossing the street. <laughs> I am, like, you know, top. I mean, that, that looks beautiful. It looks like. Yeah. And I mean this in the best way, that it would be a difficult game to play in that, you know, yes. you're living through this thing and yeah. you feel really uncomfortable. And, and that's Especially with the vertigo. For you sometimes, yeah. Yeah, the vertigo would be the hardest. Well, but... I just meant content-wise. So right, yeah. right. But that's why I like how they made that game experience into a mini-series right. and showed that video footage to the veterans so they didn't get vertigo and... I don't know, have medical complications. We don't, you know. we don't want that. Right. Because I mean, that guy's in a wheelchair. I don't think he could handle strapping on a VR headset. World War II was a really long time ago. It was. So. It, it was a long time ago. But the lessons are still to be learned. Absolutely. But this game is just, I'm really excited for this. I mean, I kind of want to grab you know, an Oculus or something like that, grab that VR experience so that way I can get into these VR games, which are just getting, gaining and gaining in popularity. Another thing that's gaining in popularity, <laughs> that's this next story. That was a good segue. Because it's the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 East State Street. <laughs> you walk in the door and Mark will stay. Broski. And he will let you know that Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. And that, of course, Katarina is banned from my store. Yes, yes. But also, you walk in there, you see all of the retro and new games that are available in that store, as well as all of everything that you'll find on the $5 wall. $5, you will find a whole bunch in Blu-ray. Uh, from NES to Super Nintendo to all the way up to PlayStation and Xbox. And Mark will help you out there. Broski. Saying that a lot. And uh, another thing that you will find there in time is also this next story because the Mandalorian Xbox game rumors are fueled by a Funko Pop. Cool. A collectible on Xbox of boss Phil Spencer's shelf has ignited yet another rumor about potential Microsoft endeavors. This time, the speculation suggests an Xbox studio is working on a project based (laughs) on The Mandalorian. As many may well be aware, Phil Spencer has on multiple occasions set the rumor mill ablaze by the contents on the shelf behind him. Dates back to uh, the head. Uh, he secretly revealed this Xbox Series S on his shelf, and then the 
trend resurfaced when Bethesda Game Studio Todd Howard unintentionally released an Indiana Jones project that would later be announced by Bethesda and Lucasfilms games. Now, uh, no shelf in the Xbox camp is safe. So that's where this is coming from. And essentially, uh, the latest rumor is related to Spencer's shelf is thanks to what it some assume was a Funko Pop of The Mandalorian Industry Insider, Xbox Era host Shepelshaw Ed spotted the figurine and asked one of his sources if he could speak on the supposed Mandalorian game that was in development in Xbox. Reddit user, I can't make this up, Corndogman2020 noted that... Really? Yeah. We're trusting Corndogman. We're trusting Corndogman, really. Yeah. How are his corn dogs? They're probably the best. Can I see I don't a know. review? Um, I'm going to look for good. I'm well, gonna, let's look for a review. I'm going to look. Gonna look go for a review and Google. look for a review. On yeah, let me know where Corn Dog Man's corn dogs are. Yeah, I'll get back. But he that. did notate that the figure is apparently the Arbiter from the Halo series. Still, Shuffleshod Ed hasn't wavered f- from his claim that which could align with word from podcast host Mr. Matty Plays who uh, served as the first source of the report on Aspire Media's rumored KOTAR remake in the latest episode of Defining Duke. Mr. Matty Plays alleged another first-party Microsoft studio in addition to Machine Games' Indiana Jones title is producing a game in conjunction with Lucasfilms. So, Mr. Matty Plays is apparently in the in the loop. I'm sorry, that's... Cro- that- Heroin. No, you don't want to do yeah. that. Um, <laughs> what is that? He's in the vein. He's shooting up all the nerdy. Ne- no, not heroin. Okay. Okay. Um, but Indiana Jones title. Don't do drugs. <laughs> we'll shoot to the Reagan. Don't yes. do drugs, kids. Who are and- you? <laughs> is it too soon? <laughs> and also, warning. Beware of foul language. We're going to fucking curse. Sorry. Yes, very much so. I really, I really try to not curse, but especially on all that energy game. goes into not swearing during the day. Yeah, people so, pay me. In uh, Indiana Jones, and now we're getting Mandal. Cat, do you, do you want to see a Mandalorian game? It depends on what kind of game it is. I mean, if it was not more along of lines, the Mandalorian, it should be like another. Do you want to see it, Big Brother? Do you want to see that like Dark Souls? Like oh, that'd that, be good. that fall order. Be, I love to be punished by a video game. Yeah, that's that'd be really yeah. Good. Punishment. You're a Mandalorian, and you have to like you start from day one. You have to like earn yeah. your battle yeah. stripes with oh, really yeah. hard shit. You can even have Din Djarin as like a side character that you like interact with when yeah, you're you being a foundling. Giant gargoyle on a roof, and then you go. Uh, what was the other one? There's the the three kings. You face them and. Oh, yeah, we're not no. talking about Dark Souls. Not Sorry. Dark Souls, no. Um, but with Mandalorian, that kind of like, if you get like that Dark Souls-esque, almost like control Dark Souls, that kind of style of game with Mandalorian, to where you have to have that collective fire to where you're going back to the foundry with, you know, your yeah. Beskar, and you're going <laughs> the through. The best part about the Dark Souls awesome reference game. is like, so with that game, you can see where you're going to go. You go... From the church at the very beginning, you look up, you can see the church, you can see the depths. So if you, it's a game where like on a planet, yeah, where they're like earning your whatever, and then you go, whatever. 
If you could like, you could that. add it like the first season of Mandalorian, where yeah. you didn't actually go to a lot of planets. Yeah, you just revisited a few places, planets, really well laid a out. couple mm-hmm. places well yeah. laid out that you keep revisiting. Yeah, quality over quantity. That will whoop yeah. your ass up and down oh. the living room until, especially you if you get, get that frustrated and huge ass uh, animal that was in the season two. Oh, oh my yeah. god! If you get one of those roaming around, if you have like level one armor, you're fucked. Oh yeah. Unless you're really good. Yes. Like yeah. Sekiro Shadow Light. Side twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it's where you awesome. can defeat the main boss if you were good enough. If you did not mess up one time, you could defeat him. There's there's probably a lot of videos on that. And that would be... Oh, yeah, there are. But there would that would be like that main boss that you f- defeat in the beginning. I would love to see that Mandalorians Die Twice uh, video game. I think that would be really great. I would like a man... And speaking as not a a video game person, yes, you're as a Star Wars fan. A non-video game person is most of people. Yeah, Um, I used to play video games. I used to play them proficiently. Me too. Then I made a podcast. I would love (laughs) now. I edit non-main character. Yeah, Star Wars open Star Wars open world game. Yeah, non-main character. Like I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want a main character to be like. You want like a Gungan game? Why not? Or like um, not Jar Jar, but like one of the competent ones. No, but like maybe (laughs) not Jar Jar, like a competent Gungan. Yeah, like because like Mando (laughs) in that Mando episode, Bill Burr was like, "Oh, do you look like a Gungan under that?" That's a joke, but that means there's. (laughs) Competent Gungans in the Star Wars universe. There were, Gungan, there were competent Gungans in. The yeah, they just sort of they stand out when they open the their wrong mouths. One. They're not all comic the relief, general, you know. The general they that talk. he meets when he first gets into the Gungan world. You know, give me a like, Gungan game, man. I'm really down for a Gungan game. Give I me love the saying, game. We're you building. can't play as Leia or Luke or the Mandalorian. Yeah, or Koku yeah. Or like it, it can't be anyone. It's not Battlefront. It's this is your game, and it's all side characters that you exactly. would see that character in the ba- in that alien in the background, but now you're experiencing that. I love that. Thank you me. get like a Telltale style story game like that. Holy shit! Anthology style. That would be a fucking game of the year. I love the game you're we're welcome, making. Disney. Disney. <laughs> Give us a call. Lucasfilm Games. Disney. Give us a call. But another person who will want to give us a call, well, that's this next story, because Neil Druckmann, like he would ever call us. Neil Diamond again. Neil not, Diamond. not Neil Diamond. This is a night of Neils. <laughs> <laughs> he confirms that The Last of Us 3 outline is written. Okay. What am I supposed to do with that information? Sorry, I was waiting for Christopher uh, Bristow to magically appear because I mentioned Last of Us. I was waiting for that when Kat mentioned it earlier, but no, it you gotta happen. no, no. It's like uh, Freddy <laughs> Krueger. You got to mention him three I times. Song of my I thought that was Bloody Mary. I, I I don't remember. Yeah, Bloody Mary you mentioned in the mirror three times. Candyman, whatever. Candyman, yeah. But Neil Druckmann, uh, when the first Last of Us game came out, it was an instant hit for the PlayStation Three generation. When it was remastered for the PlayStation Four, even more people fell in love with the tale of Joel and Ellie, 
While the release of The Last of Us Part 2 was more diverse, that hasn't stopped the sequel from winning an impressive amount of awards for its storytelling and design. Because of that, it should be of no surprise that Neil Druckmann has confirmed that an outline of The Last of Us 3 has been written, and with himself and Haley Goss, uh, Gross at the helm. <laughs> Not Gloss. Neil uh, Naughty Dog. Neil Naughty Dog. <laughs> that is his nickname now. Neil Naughty Dog. <laughs> Neil Naughty Dog <laughs> Druckmann. Sounds like a wrestler. <laughs> that is great. I'll pat myself on the back. And uh, Neil Druckmann confirmed in his recent podcast episode for Script Apart that an outline for The Last of Us 3 exists thanks to the combined efforts with Gross, but he was also very clear in stating that it is still very much an outline at this stage. I don't know how much I want to reveal. I did write an outline for the story that we're not making. Uh, I hope that one day we can see the light of day. That explores a little bit of what happens after this game, uh, being very much up in the air at this point, he added, we will see. So with the success of the last game, I have to, and you know, game of the award, uh, game of the year award winner. They're not going to just stop at two. They're obviously going to make a, sec- a, a third game. The first one I have, I've, I have, you know, watched old man, Christopher Bristow play. And it was an amazing fucking tale. The second one, I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Might actually have to play uh, buy that, so get Big Brother plays so I can watch that one as well. <laughs> Always forward thinking. <clears throat> but Last of Us, especially if you go with this franchise, I think that's going to be a solid staple in the gaming community if you give this one legs. Especially with everybody was getting really tired of zombies. At like what was that early two th- uh, late two thousands early two thousand tens everybody's like oh my god zombies again now with Last of Us and different like you know Walking Dead still being around I have to imagine that that's like a different kind of love affair with that and especially this game to where if people are still attached to these style zombies there has to be some story legs there. Yep. I don't know. I still feel zombie stuff is um, those running games. Yeah. Yeah. So the next story, uh, <laughs> actually today, no clever segue with this one, but today Sony State of Play revealed a lot more of this game, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Hang on a second. I got to pee. I know we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna. I saw it. his legs going uh-huh. a mile a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew that was. Coming. This was inevitable. Pick up the air. So have we paused? Are we still rolling? Am I by? Oh, by myself. Do I keep talking, guys? Bueller. Bueller. This is part of the podcast where you might want to get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just, just gonna be. We're gonna edit are this part still, out. Are we still live? Am I in here by myself? Yeah, you're. You're. You're in charge. Well, he. Are you guys? This is some kind of mom and pop organization y'all have going on over here. Yeah, yeah. 
We're all volunteers around playing. here. I played I played Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I love um, that game. A handful of times. My son was really good at it. I was yeah. not very good at it. They're they're so a lot of fun. Kind of like Sonic. Huh? Got great characters. Like um what's that guy? Captain Cap Captain in Ratchet Captain and Captain Ratchet and Klein. Captain Q. Oh Q-tip. what was that? Uh, Captain Man. Quark. Quark. Yeah. Captain Quark. Who doesn't love Captain Quark? Not oh yeah. There's a trailer below, yeah. by the way. Now that I'm back. Uh sorry, this is the first live you guys podcast. I had to I had to pee break. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I saw your legs. I had to pee break. I was, you can tell, I can tell when I'm editing, I can tell I'm like, oh man, I really had to pee. <laughs> oh, I had to pee. I'm starting to look like the flash trying to phase through matter. And I'm like, yeah, the next story. We're really excited. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care if it's a lot of podcast. I got to fucking pee. So <laughs> I went successfully, by the way, I want to let everybody know it was successful. I was like, are we paused? What are we doing? Like, what do I talk about? Well, we're talking about Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. The new game trailer introduces Rivet, a female. Ooh. Yeah. Rivet? I love that name, too. Yeah, it's fun. it's weird, but it's also like, all right. I love it. Rivet as a female lumbox? I kind of, I'm digging that, especially with this game, with that multiversal feel. Like, and then today with the state of play, you got a lot longer of an, a gameplay trailer. But, you know, with Rivet here, this, you're getting Rivet and Ratchet, giggity, <laughs> and going through multiple worlds. So, so Clank's having a three way? Yeah. Clank's three way might be actually okay. the title of the podcast. Um, Planks having a three. <laughs> How hey. do we always get here? You know, you sometimes you lob something you up let... that easy. I got to take a swing. It's because there's a sign you right over the there. You led the charge this time. <laughs> I just want you to be aware of that. It says dirty way over yeah. here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. clutched his pearls before, but we see you. Some jokes I just can't walk by. I got to like. can't. Yeah. No, you, you can't walk by. Fly. You know? It was so easy. It's like a degenerate suburbanite with a baseball bat and a, you know, in a mailbox. You can't help yeah. but swing up and hit it. And you don't even care if they catch it. No, not at all. Doesn't matter. But I do care that you catch this ratchet and clank June eleventh, twenty twenty one, because this is. Oh, is that what we're talking? about? Yeah, ratchet and clank is. It's right up there with Jack and Daxter. It was yeah. that's an ultimate versus right there in it in and of itself is Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter because Ratchet and Clank had a universe mm-hmm. to where Jack and Daxter that was just it was a linear story and Jack and uh, to when where was Ratchet the last and Clank one? It wasn't wasn't for a while oh it was a long let me see long if they say that ago. in this story I I can't remember the last time a Ratchet Jack and, and Daxter no oh, Ratchet and Clank I've been da- seeing all over the place yeah no Jack and Daxter they just re-released them I think Jack and Daxter that's Somewhere. been a long time that's yeah, been a long they time don't, they don't do that anymore so yeah. I'd have to go back and compare classic to classic maybe we remastered at some point you know especially if you do this with Ratchet and Clank how could you l- avoid that property I think that it is dep- just going to get you more money, just Probably like dep- this. Depends on how well sales are. Because both of those games, both on PlayStation, both 
just to combat that catalog that the other game consoles had at that time. And this was their, oh, we have a collective story and catalog as well. I cannot tell you how excited I was that there's a Crash Bandicoot game um, for mobile. Yeah. Is it a Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. It's fun. It's a running game, but, you know, so was Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. No. What was it? Um, Not like a forced running game, but, you know. What was it? Temple Run? Was, yeah, was that run. the game? Yeah, Mario, yeah. Mario it's had a crash, a, uh, Mario it's a Run. I played it up until the paywall. Yeah, there's a bunch of those run games, but Crash Bandicoot started it's off fun. It, it, you know? it, it plays like you know, like the old games because yes, it is a Temple Run type of game, but that's kind of what you did with Crash anyway. You ran down yeah. the pathway, and... and it's a lot of these, a lot of these companies, man. You don't realize, like you also, you ultimately, you feel Nintendo. That's like a legendary platform. A lot of con- uh, a lot of content that you could list off the top of your head. Right. Sony, you're just like, well, you know, I guess you know they got Metal Gear, uh, they got this, they got that, Jack and Daxter, and all the stuff that they have in here now. This a massive. You know, collection is only going to help them with this video game to film craze that's coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially with the the story and world building that they do and the long history a lot of these games have, you have enough content to put out decent material for shows, films. How many do we have shows of already? Like, it's fun. The real difference is that you have to watch. There's so many hours, and this is the, I think, is the big problem with a lot of adaptations is Mm -hmm. that you have so many hours of love with the original. Now you're squeezing it into a box. Well, that's why, like, I always say series over films. Yeah. You make a good mini series, or honestly, I mean, look at how well The Witcher did in that first season. Oh yeah, even though it was confusing, it it was still a good story all the way through. By the time you got well, to the end really of it, just you understood how quick you were on the uptake that the time was going both forwards and backwards at the same time. Oh, like you were on a second. Like, what time. the fuck is going on with this? Oh, okay, time you wind. All right, okay. But also, what? Doctor Who. So- yeah, I was going to say, Doctor Who for, fans, come yeah. Timey-wimey. Oh, got you, this. you click on to Timey-wimey when you're a Doctor Who fan. You're like, nope, that net up. Nope, that's that's a different time. Once you're like wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, oh. it's oh, yeah. all good. Once you go wibbly-wobbly, you don't go back. <laughs> but another thing we will go back to, well, we're hopping in our Wayback Machine, our Wayback TARDIS to 19... 19- 95 to this next story because that was a good segue as well as a good story because Pokemon Snap is the most (laughs) relaxing game since Animal Crossing. Really? Oh, yeah. I said that statement. The new Pokemon Snap launches this week. As the long-awaited sequel to the fan-favorite Nintendo 64 game from 1999, not 1995. I prepped that joke, and I still fucked it up. Um, The premise remains the same, though. Uh, You, 
a budding wildlife photographer traverse a beautiful landscape while snapping photos of every critter you can find. At its core, the concept is incredibly simple. But much like Pokemon Go, it's a form of wish fulfillment that takes out the battling and complex role-playing elements that drive the main Pokemon games. So it's all of the Pokemon and none of the fun. Like the original game. 100%. Yeah. You're a photographer. I'm not going to butter this story up anymore. You're a photographer. You take pictures of Pokemon and that's it. Uh, There is a story, but it's pretty simple. Uh, At the outset, you join a research expedition exploring uh, the new lentil region. And naturally, there will be, uh, they need some help documenting the wildlife. The lentil region is actually a string of islands with a surprising amount of biodiversity. You start off uh, out in a fairly run-of-the-mill wildlife preserve, but... Eventually, you will be riding a sort of futuristic enclosed hovercraft through deserts, beaches, volcanic trails, and even underwater. In many cases, you'll be able to see the areas during the both daytime and nighttime, giving the, you a better understanding of how the animals behave. And, of course, uh, you they got a couple different pictures here. They got the tentacle, uh, tentacle. And then they uh they got uh another story. Uh is it this one? Yeah, they got the Blastoise or uh Bulbasaur. I'm sorry, the Bulbasaur. No, Venusaur, thank you. <clears throat> but Pokemon Snap was both interesting and in seeing I it was like having a game that was a wildlife documentary and it was all that, but if you gave me this game and just let me capture and fight the Pokemon in my little how fucking much? cock match that I that is Pokemon. So how much am I going to be paying for this wildlife documentary of Pokemon? Oh, it's probably going to be sixty bucks. Yeah, I don't think it's for I sixty bucks. 60 I want Snoop Dogg to do all of the like commentating. Oh my god, yeah. I want Snoop Dogg commentating right there, oh, or yeah. David Attenborough, or David no, no, Attenborough. No, 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 no. no. If Snoop Snoop Dogg, I'd pay I'd pay up to eighty dollars. Can I have an Snoop option Dogg. for it's Snoop Dogg? Let's or be honest, Dogg. I wouldn't right. pay eighty dollars. Okay, Snoop... maybe you can choose from like three voices. Ooh, All right, Mr. Snoop Dogg, so, David Attenborough, Mr. And... T, Mr. T, Jeremy. Clarkson. No, 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 Jeremy Clarkson. Yes, yeah. Jeremy oh. Clark or or Patrick Stewart, J.K. Yeah. Simmons, Richard Simmons. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, uh, the guy from the Jazzercise video? J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man movies. Oh, oh, that guy. Right. right. Omni-Man from the Right for Richard Simmons as well. Squirtle. I mean, yeah, and Omni-Man. I need pictures of that Squirtle now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, it's still, all right, you're a photographer. I said J.K. Simmons. I don't think that's his name. I need pictures of that Squirtle now. Is it J.K. Simmons that I just like? Yeah. Yeah, it's J.K. Okay. Simmons. Uh, but unfortunately, he didn't get a picture of a squirtle. It was a squirter. But this next story is another dream. And we went back there again. Yep. Yep. Subtly this time. Man, you Subtly. missed the, the... If you didn't see the promo from last week's po- uh, podcast, 
you should, because I was talking about Sony, and I made a little <laughs> disc jockey comment, and Callie pointed. I did a disc jockey action, rather, flicking the bean, rather. And Kelly was there. You playing disc jockey? <laughs> and then we uh, we already apologized to you during the promo. She's it was not actually, paying attention. We can or she's frozen. Castlevania. She might be frozen as well. I but think she's frozen. We'll another thing that's frozen, not the Disney movie. <laughs> no, no, she moved. She's not. Is we see there she's the canceled Dreamcast <laughs> cancel Castlevania game. Is now released online. Hold on, what? Yeah, man. They had a Dreamcast Castlevania game, and then they just abandoned it, like most games that Because most awesome. people abandon Dreamcast. Dreamcast, eh. You had one. Hey, guys. Yeah, eh. I had one. Although That's Sonic what I to say Adve- about it. Sonic Adventures, Virtual mm-hmm. Fighter, they had a... They had a uh, crazy yeah, taxi. They, were, they had a good couple games on that console, it, man. In the that only day, thing I played on that console were Crazy Taxi. Crazy Mortal Taxi, oh, everything <laughs> eventually. Crazy did Simpsons Crazy Taxi. That's where I developed my love for Offspring because hey, you wanna, you gonna do, wanna, wanna. They had like nothing but Offspring songs on that fucking game. It was awesome because they could afford that. it. <laughs> yeah, they were really cheap, so they were like, yeah, we'll buy all your music. To go on here, we'll get them rights in that game. Um, but Castlevania starring Sonya and Victor Belmont, Castlevania Resurrection, originally made, and there's a video below, uh, originally made its first public debut, E3 1999, with attendees at time given the opportunity to uh, hands on with the 3D action platformer. For reasons unknown, publisher Konami eventually pulled the plug on the Castlevania project, despite the fact that it was in a near-complete state, never to revisit it, ultimately resigning uh, the game's fate to something resembling a mythical status. They might be able to defeat the boss if he used two hands. (laughs) Get someone else to hold the camera and do it like a professional. The hell's wrong with you? Can you you buy a stand off Amazon? Seriously, come on. (laughs) Over the shoulder. Uh, I'm sorry. I just said. You know what? No, I had had the same fucking uh, complaint, rather, not concern, but I had the same complaint when I'm watching this doing the news. I'm like, can't you get a fucking stand for your phone? Seriously, man. Especially if you I have footage of something that nobody has ever seen. You're just going to walk around. You know what I mean? Okay. That's why nobody believes Sasquatch. That motherfucker laughs on the phone with me when we talk every night. I know Sasquatch. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't share. Yeah. While this version was never intended for the public consumption, Laurenette's showcase clearly shows the uh, uh, Sonia and Victor Belmont shared adventure was at the very least in playable state and would have had players control the former as she battled Dracula's usual retinue of supernatural monsters across five distinct different locations, having uh, now documented and archived ROM files to ensure their prominence. Uh, Lauren has subsequently released the game, the entire game, as public available download, given uh, fans of the IP the chance to experience this previously untold chapter in the Belmont family history. So, especially with Castlevania... 
wrapping up. If you're a huge Castlevania fan, you may want to go ahead and check out this uh, IP. It's out there online. Just uh, I'm sure there's a link to something in the story here. Castlevania Resurrection uh, will forever remain in unfinished state. But that doesn't stop fans from enjoying it. A lot like this podcast. An ever unfinished state. But we always finish off with the end segment, which, of course, is what fictional character would you pick for each member of the Triforce podcast? So, a fictional... Oh, I'm never going to get this. this a fictional character. Happen. Fictional character. What fictional character would you see as... We'll go with the core, Kelly, Katarina, Chris... Kamat and Kastiv. I tried to make it all CK names, but yeah. it didn't fit. It, um, so, right. obviously, I'm not going to talk about myself because that's kind of pompous. Um, <laughs> I leave that for my normal social day-to-day interactions. I would say, honestly, I would see Chris as Merlin. Um, I would see Kelly as uh Merlin. He's also <laughs> Merlin. Everybody's and that's Merlin. my decision as well. And you're Merlin and she's Merlin and I'm I'm also Merlin. No, I would I would see Kelly as Rocket Raccoon. I don't know why I think that Kelly as Rocket Raccoon really fits. I, I think it's because Link is always trying to take chunks out of him. I there, mean in a loving in a loving caring there. way. I don't know. Um, Katarina, I always, I, I kind of see her, I want to say as, uh, Vixen from DC, the superhero that had, she can imbibe any kind of, uh, or embody any kind of, uh, animal spirit and gain their powers. I don't know. I, I, I kind of see it? that it's from It's the headphones. Her. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> really? Big brother, I see you as Cloak. Oh, from Cloak and Dagger, DC. I don't know who that is. Cloak has, he wears a cloak and he can just kind of. I did make a Malcolm Gladwell reference earlier, so that's sort of. Yeah, no, they know you. But Tell no, you I see you as, I see you as Cloak because he has like, he has this cloak and he can kind of like, it's almost like a black hole, but he can teleport. So he sucks everybody into his cloak and he just teleports wherever he wants. I like he, that. You'd he actually has traffic. his own separate universe inside the cloak, so he can leave you in there. Or he can teleport you somewhere else. So that's where that big brother persona, that really omnipotent presence that for you traffic, are. Just to avoid. Oh, I know what you would use it for. Oh, yeah. I know what you would use it for. But, you, but, 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 but you, like, yeah, you just hearing back. Yeah, I know what you would use it for, but I would totally see you as Cloak. And Katarina, I didn't want to go with the obvious. I didn't want to go with Wonder Woman. And it, you know, I thought Vixen. Because another strong female superhero, but also the embodiment of you're in the woods and you would have a lot of thick boys to help protect you. (laughs) (laughs) I do love my thick boys. You know? Got me there. Yeah. So, Katarina, where are you fictionally putting the Triforce? (laughs) Okay. I like mine. I like it was one of those things where there was so much to choose from. And, you know, like my initial thing is you guys are the Mythbusters to me. But finding out yeah. that they're 
Like they don't even get me along. Me and you are the Mythbusters. I I really okie doke. I I honestly, but when she said that, I, think I stood behind that. <laughs> I stood behind that. That was um, so, I was like, damn, that's right. Okay. Because there were so many options, and I didn't want like I wanted to kind of have fun with it. I decided that I was going to cast us all as Muppets. <laughs> damn, oh, okay. that I love. So like who doesn't I, love Muppets? I I, I, I love clearly the Muppets. Miss Piggy. I'm like I'm cl- clearly clearly, and um, Chris to me is Kermit. <laughs> you could have been that one that one jazz uh the blonde jazz Janice. 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 Yeah, you yeah. could have been her. I w- she got I... them big ah! lips. No, I'm Miss Piggy. So <laughs> main character is All right. Kermit. You're Fozzie. Steven 100%. Scooter. <laughs> ah yes. I don't and, remember. And um I put oh, Mark yeah, no, I and um now I can't Iron Kelly. I put them as Statler and Waldorf. (laughs) Yes, they are Statler and Waldorf. Because they're twin. Like I almost said Ernie, but like I thought uh, Waldorf and Statler. Oh no, that is perfect. You know, you know, Walter. These aren't these guys aren't all bad, or these guys aren't half bad. You're right. They're all bad. (laughs) I completely see Mark and Kelly as them. Uh, I hope I did not offend anyone with my choice. That is a hundred percent accurate, and I gotta say that that's perfect. That, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. yeah, that's a like I had to settle on one thing because I was just all over the place, and yeah. I was there was just too many options. But I do stand by my original answer, which is the MythBusters, because that's I always think of you guys as the MythBusters in my head. I really okay. appreciate that. That's, I, that's, I, I, that's nice a compliment. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean it as a compliment. Yeah, so. it's really that's a compliment. I, I love that show. Those guys are awesome. That's where we got yeah. uh, because science. Awesome. Uh, Kyle Hill was working with the MythBuster guys, and he goes over everything nerdy and all that, even though he doesn't like Joe Rogan. But Big Brother, like Joe Rogan, is science stuff. <laughs> um. Where are you going you. with your cast? I, 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 I am going to go with everyone's Merlin. Let's so, uh, <laughs> roll, roll Merlin. Yeah, I don't. I you know what? Well, Merlin, I, I need a lot more thought than I could. From their fandom, and it was just there was just too many. Like, you know what though? Merlin was All also a female in seven the seven deadly sins. Merlin has been Merlin everything. has been everything. Merlin so. is everything all at once. Okay, so, Matt. Every I guess single you could one say of Merlin you is, is projectors. You're all a different doctor. Sure. You're all the doctor. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, man. I like that one too. All I'll right. Go with that which, one too. which doctor would you see me as? I'm trying not to. The guy with the funny hat and the, the weird. Scarf? Or those three different, two different, those, those are two <laughs> different, a different guys. <laughs> those are I might have combined two or three. I don't think any of them. I see Big thinking. Brother as Peter Capaldi. I, I saw that one. I, I see him as Peter Capaldi, the complete grumpy cat who's eventually the nice guy. That's Big Brother. That was an easy softball. Uh, cat, honestly, your personality wise. I kind of see you as a Tom Baker. I've never Why would you not say John Pertwee? 
I don't know if you know karate or not. Why wouldn't you give me? Do you know kung fu? Know if you know kung fu, then you're he a, a John know karate. Parker. That was no. That was like that. <laughs> he knew karate, space karate. You don't know what the form of space karate is, or their stances. They may have different stances. Then I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the. Uh, I gotta think about this. Wait, circle back one. Big brother, <laughs> what doctor am I? You're uh, the eighth doctor. I I, I don't know. Um, I'm a war doctor. No, sure. he's not the eighth doctor. Oh no, no, that was uh oh fuck, that was uh the short guy with the fucking uh, the umbrella. No, not no, not right no. That was Paul McGann. I'm sorry. I'm uh, giving you Paul McGann, who. Although he only the made had for the film. America made for TV movie, but he also Never had a it. sweet he does thing. A, a, the, his big finishes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's I'm, the one that I'm. That's the audio book that I really want to. I want to get into the Paul McGann big finish. His series, because like like I said, he only got that movie. Um, yeah. So we didn't get to see too much there. He got the little. Uh, it was the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, the little yeah. web series thing, court, uh, but where they the went back to that planet as well in the series, to where that was really big. I think that his big, the, his portrayal in the big finish is more you. Okay. That. I would also say that your brother could do William Hartnell because he was also kind of. Oh, hundred fucking percent, hundred fucking percent. He is the he is the war doctor. From the yeah. 50th anniversary, you're the, you, oh no that that's a fucking winner right there. We can wrap especially up the, the more stressed out I am. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. Button every day of the week. <laughs> wrap up like, the podcast. He would on that button me in traffic. I will go slow. Look, that's the speed limit. I'm sorry. That's there slow. would not be an instant. Billy Piper would pop up like, "Hello, doctor. Do you want to push that button?" Yeah, He'd I'm be good. like, "Click, click, 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 click." It does I hit it not like work. 50 like... times, bitch. Absolutely, I'm hitting that button. <laughs> For youthful joy, I would give Kelly as Matt Smith's doctor. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Old man, I, I see him as Christopher Eccleston. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mark, I'm going to say uh, second doctor, uh, Trout. <laughs> My least favorite. <laughs> I feel like he could play a recorder. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm going why he's my least favorite because of that goddamn recorder. And it just fits. Like Every hopping time over he here it out, I was like, to to where you're going to find all of the funniest moments from this podcast as well as last week's Transformers podcast, The Three Wise Men, Favreau, Filoni, and Feige. <laughs> as well as last week's Triforce, or uh, Lugnuts podcast. But of course... This is a long drawn out goodbye. We gather here for the thank yous. We want to thank you, Mark Gervais, William Unstetter, William Lynn, Matthew Kennedy, our special guest last week, which we unfortunately had live issues. (laughs) Our hero of time and mascot just woke up. And that means (laughs) that this is, of course, the end of the podcast. So we want to wish you a long drawn out goodbye i am matthew be a girl the matman to my left is katarina the thermos Kara, wonderful woman in our per- omnipotent presence that is big brother stephen bucarell 
our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo, already sounding out because we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, Walt Jaggers, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. We're doing it live. Play on the Jaggers. That was a good segue. I think I'm going to shut it off now. I I'm, think that. Oh, wrong mouse. Oh, shit. I think oh, I, I really like our doctor picks. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had the best doctor picks ever. Yeah. They were so great. It's just so funny that you picked the second doctor, and that is my absolute. <laughs> that was so. I just so see <laughs> him as a purpose, recorder. But it was funny. <laughs> I just see Mark as that, like, complete nerdy guy who just playing the recorder and everything. I just, that's what I say. Fuck, man. I think this is going to be a bitch of Next a Next week, it's probably going to be 410 degrees. Welcome to global warming. And then it's going to go to 30. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to spring, summer, fall, and winter all in one in the Northeast. Uh, it's like a bad mod. It is. But you know what we can do? <laughs> it is like we a bad mod. We can do it live we right now. We can go now. live. We can start off and we have actually four green go stars. live. We have four green stars. We can actually Welcome. go live this week. Ooh. So I can put you right here where you're supposed to be right next to me. Yeah. So there's that. Yep. We got that looking good. And then oh, she's right above us. I'm having a bad hair day. Yeah, me too. You know what? Uh, me, me three. I, I as well have a bad hair day. There's one over here in the corner. It's like, dude, when you shave your head and you miss one hair, I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? I have eliminated all of your brothers. Hold on, someone opened the door. Oh, Link! God damn it. I have a convention <coughs> on Sun Saturday, excuse me. Excellent. Where I am representing the Connecticut Hoovians and I got this mask to wear. Oh, that's awesome. Uh Capaldi, his intro. That was which is your favorite intro? Because I gotta say, Capaldi was one of my favorites. Not that Whitaker's wasn't good. That was good, but I wake up every morning to the Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Doctor Who. That's my alarm. You mean the intro music? Yeah, intro music. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the introduction of the Doctor itself. Um, you know. I'm a music head myself. I love music. I got. <laughs> I like what they've done with Whitaker's. Yeah. I like what they've done with Whitaker's, but the only one whose sound I have ever used was um, Eccleston. It's just so great. It's that's how I wake up. It's classic sound. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm now, Eccleston I had as a ringtone and as a, like a notification, but then as soon as I started getting like group chats and stuff, I was like, okay, I got to turn that shit right off. Cause that was, <laughs> yeah. I got old real quick. 
I'm conflicted with Whitaker because I love her as a doctor. I wanted her to go. It's like I want each doctor to go longer than the last one, but they, it's yeah. like they all tap out at like three or four well, seasons. Especially Capaldi and Whitaker, those two doctors have had the most hatred pointed at them yeah. than any of the previous incarnations that I can remember. Uh, well, I know that there yeah. were some people that were against Matt Smith at the beginning, but his introduction... They warmed up because of his story. So, yeah, yeah they, his yeah. introduction into into the show was just so charming and and so well-written. And I think that that's the last doctor that they know they knew who that doctor was and where they wanted that story to go. I don't think that they had any idea what they wanted to do with Capaldi or Whitaker. They just hired these actors and figured we'll figure it out. And that's why both Capaldi and Whitaker were so unevenly done. Capaldi started to get really great towards the end, but I think after was it three years or four years of people just constantly shitting on him that he was like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, I'm not having fun anymore. And I think that's what happened with Whitaker too. And it sucks. It sucks. But I do like the um, impossible child. I like that theory as well. I think that the impossible child allows a lot more, especially when it comes into the line of the doctor and past lives, because you could have an animated series. Makes the Time Lords look rather insignificant. Yeah. Honestly, because she's not even a Gallifreyan at this point. What is she? I heard. What is the I doctor? Mean, we don't even know. So now, new line of products for you to and, buy. Here's <laughs> where they go. And a brand new storyline. And there was always like the edge of the galaxy. Well, now we're getting into other galaxies with this last doctor, which I'm like, I love it. I know that there are people that were resistant. Hold on, I think David Tennant went to another. Yeah, he was universe. at the edge of his dimension, didn't he? No, he went to another one. He went to a one parallel with the dimension, Zeppelins. a parallel universe. It was the, the yeah. Cybermen yeah. or something they were creating. And then he went to a pocket universe. Yeah, then yeah, the pocket. That was Matt Smith who went to the Matt bubble universe. The, oh shit, you're right. That was Matt Smith who went to the bubble. And then, uh, what? I mean, Capaldi so didn't. I do kind any of, of that. like love that they're now expanding no, it out, did. kind of like when Voyager went into the Delta Quadrant. So like, <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm Capaldi was with the crystal. All of Remember the when he stuff. was in the crystal? Because I love the Daleks yeah. and I love the Cybermen, and I love, but the I, thing I, I have on the uh, around stuff. here, the yeah. uh, Time Lord the, savior the, device that yeah. Capaldi was trapped in. He was that trapped was almost in like his a pocket universe, little pocket universe of his skulls. So out of this last him. season with Jodie Whittaker, I want her trapped or not. Well, she's always trapped. I just want cool want her, shit. Just I want her trapped really in like story. a pocket universe. Get her her own pocket universe. It's a, it's the running theme, you know? I wish that she just was staying on, story. but I don't blame her. I don't think that they had any idea what they wanted this doctor to be when they cast her. And a woman. It showed. That's it. A woman. Yeah, and no, it, and it her showed. Her personality changes from like episode to episode. Yeah. I think she did the best that she could with the material she had. Yeah. She's a phenomenal actress. I loved her oh, yeah. in um, Attack the Block. And Broad Church and everything else I've oh, seen yeah. her, even as the doctor, oh, yeah, I, I love her as a doctor. That. I just think that they, they didn't write her how they should have, and that's now. Here's the thing with my with my memory, I mm-hmm. find her amazing because by the time I watch a new episode, I'm like, oh, it's Jodie Whittaker as the doctor, and then it's, oh, it's Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. I'm so, glad that HBO Max has the episodes, yeah, uh, because I was able to go back and rewatch because it had been a while. Oh and yeah, I, kind of, I just wanted to refresh. 
and that you know the episodes still hold up to me but i you know i think that i have i'm I like easily, more eight, easily amused than some of these yeah. diehard fans that complain about everything i just can't wait for the new season because you're gonna I get like diehard fans complain no matter what you know i even like that woman that they had play the doctor that had her memory wiped and the, and the kids that they had playing all the incarnations of the doctor that um were being experimented on like i'm here for it i love oh, that yeah. i like the story that chris chibnall is putting down i am really down for that i really am yeah. but it's also just like I, I and don't I know. I love Jody's voice, the way that she says, enunciates words. Yeah. It's just very electric and captivating. I do. I, I, I love her love portrayal her. of the doctor. I, I do. do too. I love it. And I love, I love the fact that they opened it up, just like what Stephen Moffat did with uh, Matt Smith, opening up the doctor for more lives because right. it was always 12. You're locked at 12. Fuck and now you. it makes sense why. The Gallifreyans granted her extra lives because she had gotten to the twelve. She's the impossible child. Like you know, like it fits. Yeah, but what was and that? What, what was that energy that went out though? Like did the, did those Gallifreyans like, uselessly just give their like a couple of lives to the doctor when it was like really not needed? Magic, like maybe it was a magic the, trick, or maybe it's been so long that they forgot that that's who she was. They like, tried to avoid the twelve problem for a. Wild. You know what? They just sort of renumbered them at one point. No, no, yeah. no. There was this guy, and that the was eleven. Well, I mean, technically, no, 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 no. don't worry about the number. I mean, technically, we'll we're at like we thirteen or fourteen right now. So oh, yeah, they're way up. There. I mean, yeah. we're past numbers, but yeah, yeah. They, they some of them count the Doctor Clone that came from his hand from that regeneration. Yes, but he's yeah. in a parallel universe now, some living it up with like Rose. The river yeah. Gift. That's a regeneration, separate and they but have their own TARDIS and shit in that universe. I would, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. Well, not unless that doctor was make killed. It, make that a big finish story, yeah. and leave that alone visually, because I always liked how they just left Rose alone after a certain point. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I, like I liked her. how they she brought her crucial back with in, the. Uh, she was yeah. crucial in the Donna Noble episode. The War Doctor. They brought yeah, her back. I would that love was to revisit Donna Noble in like a way for them to like fix her and bring her back for an episode or two. Because, because she the was the most important the woman in the universe. Fucking I could see putting her in the it's background. That would be great. So you'd have to now, like notice it. Easter so egg she's in oh Easter egg her all over the place. I would also like you to be in ancient history. You Easter and egg then have her? Rory the Roman. Just yes. be in the background to go, no. hey, doctor. And he goes, hey. And they just What if pass. he goes would be and he par- visits the library? Ooh. I think he's like the doctor. Where you the Vashon Narada was, where River is stored in that. That was a great episode. That was a great episode. I'd love to see him in episode. the library and then seeing that like should a be chapter. A he just walks past a bookcase and whoever the companion is is like, what's this? And it's just, that's the last time I was here. And just reference it yeah. and move on. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. That would reference be the perfect it like, thing. where were you? Like, I was that just he has to go to the library to find out something, and life. he talks to um, talks to River in there. And I just, it's they can do so much when you, when you have something like this with timey wimey. Dude, you got me wanting to rewatch yeah, the whole fucking series from Eccleston yeah, on you, now, that's, man. That's, I really want to watch that. That's what we'll watch next. Fuck Rory the Roman. Amy Pond, that was, yeah. I love Matt Smith's story so much because that was, it was when Mott really good story. That's when out of the gate. He was it into high gear. So 
oh, from please. the first so episode. So energetic. It was so much fun. And even though, like, I was so upset at the losing David Tennant, the way mm-hmm. that they brought yeah. him in was really beautiful. And I don't think oh, that yeah. they've been able to recapture that. No, no and, they and haven't. The, but Matt Smith, right whatever. from the go, you, you, you're like, oh, it's a new doctor, but I don't care. Look at him. Yeah. I mean, the way he that came story, tumbling out of that amazing. Yeah, yeah. With Amelia Pond, which I never called her Amy. She was always Amelia Pond to me. <laughs> well, oh, also, yeah. now I will mention, since we're in the end credits, that it we have Matt Smith popping up in Game of Thrones in the House yes, of Dragons. Yes, I saw that. He popped up in, as a behind-the-scenes picture, and he's studying his script. Oh, my God, he's That's a fucking cool. Targaryen, man. <laughs> he is too, like... I can't watch him as a villain because I, I really want to watch the doctor draw like ride a Did dragon. Did you see him in Terminator? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I need to watch that. Kilgrave. He, he was in, he was in Terminator and I just kept on looking at him. I'm like, I can't, I can't buy you as a villain. I just, I can't do it. Like I can't watch the crown because I'm like, you're the doctor. David I've Tennant, I can separate the rest of the David doctors, Tennant, you watch him, him in uh, Jessica Jones. He is fantastic. Well, that's David Tennant. David Tennant becomes whoever he's playing. He's Barty Crouch. He's Kilgrave. He's the doctor. Christopher Eccleston, I can separate. David Tennant, I can separate because I have seen them and stuff before I was a Hoobie. They were doctors. Because I... I've loved Christopher Eccleston in Heroes as the invisible guy oh, who taught right. Peter how to control his powers. I oh, thought yeah. he was the best asshole ever. Yeah, he was also a great villain in Legend of the Seeker, too. Like, yeah. but, but he's one of those actors where you, you know it's Christopher Eccleston, but you buy into the story so much that you just kind of forget about it. And Except I can't do that when with he Matt was Smith. in the MCU. I did not realize because he was one of the alien the creatures... Guy. Because of the makeup. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it, but you know, he was amazing. Get... Just like uh, the guy from. Um, uh, That's when you see called? their real acting talent. You're not looking at that social. Just like Raymond Reddington wow. from The Blacklist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He And he was Ultron. I was like, I w- went back watching, you know, that movie James again. Spader. And I was like. Holy fuck, that's Raymond Reddy. It is him. Yeah, that's James Spader. I mean, like, and to me, even though I love him and everything that he's in, and I totally buy the character that he's playing, part of me is still like, that's the dude from Mannequin. Did you watch him in the <laughs> office? <laughs> what a reference. Do you remember? I don't remember that movie. With the slick back oh, hair and the really glasses. Bad oh when I think about it now. <clears throat> but did, did you watch? Well, you the know, like pretty and pink and stuff. That. Like he was in so many of those movies in the eighties. Oh. That part of me is like, oh, that's Blaine. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, he's but one he of those amazing. guys that Spader. once he got into t- TV, it was like what was it? Early two thousands, two thousand tens. It was like. Holy shit! More people know TV because what do actors do when they're on the back lot? They're watching TV. They're playing games. They're doing other media. Well, it takes a long time to set up a set. It 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 was that and turn to the way. internet to what are these actors actually interested? Holy shit! It's the same stuff that we like. Yeah, well, obviously. And they're, then hey, now it turns that's out actors are humans. The big thing. thanks for joining us. Yeah. But, but I just, I, I, I love James Spader. I love Redding, uh, the Blacklist, excuse me. I love his character, Raymond Reddington. Yeah. And his voice is just so. I would love to fucking have him on the podcast because, track. dude, wow. every time, because look, 
I'm not famous, but when I walk around in Parkside, people know me because of my fedora. They, I'm the fedora guy. I'm, I'm the only guy under seventy wearing a fedora in Parkside. For now, for now, I'm the only one. So, like, I get compliments all the time. Just random people. Like, this guy was, like, about to shuffle into his car, and he popped his head back out, and he was like, hey, I like your hat. (laughs) Thank you. And I was just, like, I get these random comments by people, like, almost like they're ninja. Like, your hat's awesome. What? Are you a, uh, are you, I can't remember, are you guys Trekkies? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So, I. I was beamed up long ago. I'm in this group called we Star just don't Trek reference Bob. Yeah, it's mainly because Bob shut us off in a live podcast that we don't reference any of their stuff. <laughs> but, but we I put it really in the do. I I love them. It's, anyway, somebody yeah. in the group posted this. Love oh, that's that. nice. And I love your watch strap. That turned Thank out you. great. That is awesome, so, though. I asked him when he's ready to please, because he's still messing with it, but it's got the uniform of every Star Trek incarnation yeah. that exists. Well, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. That That is Including really great Picard design. and Lower Decks and everything. So I was like, yeah. please tell me that you're going to put this up on, like, T Public or T Fury or something, because I need to buy that. I just refuse to go for that CBS All Access thing. Just for Star Paramount. Trek, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going for that oh Paramount Plus thing. I'm not. I, I just it, uh, I the did. only reason I'm watching it is just for Star Trek. Then it's I have that's Paramount not enough Plus, for me, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's 90 percent Star Trek and 10 percent airline disasters. So I'm not. So it's like anything. G4 in the ni- uh, early 2000s. Well, no, I, there's Trek a lot of stuff on there, but I don't watch a lot of TV that. I don't want to say regular folk, but if it's not sci-fi, fantasy, or anything in yeah. that, I'm not watching it. CBS has this. a ton of content. What is that? Skull like, and Bones that just hit Netflix? That That is apparently... Oh, you can actually... Uh, I've, I've been seeing bones. stuff about that. I watched the whole that. thing on Sunday. You can watch really? most of Star Trek, I think, except for the new stuff on Netflix. I'm not sure about the movie. It's okay to be a sci-fi head. But now. the uh, shows, you can see I'm all like sci-fi, fantasy, superhero. Like right now on HBO Max, I'm watching Superman I don't know about the Lillard. classics. I saw that on HBO Max. I was I added it to my list, man. I added it to my it. list I, because I'm ready. It's a very refreshing take. Like... We've done so many shows of like the the romance and like not the before he tells her who he is and all that. We've seen so many versions of that. It's nice to kind of fast forward. They're yes. married. They have teenage kids. It's and, almost and like is- what they did with Spider Man with Marvel. We're not going to show you the origin. Yeah. You know yeah. that. Please stop showing us origin stories. Let's we go get on it. in this advance. Unless it's a superhero story. we haven't seen before, like uh, but that's what's the, the squirrel one. That you're gonna want an origin story because that's we've the never success seen it. of like shows like The Boys Stop and showing like Superman, Jupiter's Legacy. That's mm-hmm. about like these are stories about superheroes that are the next generation of heroes. There's already been heroes. It's a thing that I think is going to be the next big. Yeah, it was, it was wave nice coming. To see, mm-hmm. Like, there's none of that. Will they or won't they? Like, is he gonna tell her? And then he wipes her memory and and yeah. all of the other. You know, it's none of that. We're 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 well beyond that now. And that's that was a really nice take because I was hesitant when they announced that they were going to cancel Supergirl and do a Superman show. I'm like, do we really need another another Superman thing? Like we've had so many Superman things. Oh, don't worry, they'll do a reboot. But at the same, get to watch the at the same time, I want a Batman show. Yeah, I want a Batman show. 
I don't think that That'd they be can really give hard. me a Batman show. I don't think they can no, afford it. No, they will not. I'm sorry, Batman is very expensive, and you I ain't know. got the money. I know, but I want Produce now that paper. we have HBO Max and they and and DC's on HBO Max, and they see how successful some of these shows are, maybe yeah. they'll decide to. Yeah, but I want it. But I, you care. know, I'm enjoying Titans. Yeah. Oh, I love and they kind of they kind of lock themselves in because they cast a Batman for that. So what are they going to do? Do another? Oh, story? Sir Jorah Mormont. I know. I love I him know. as Batman. He's a great Batman. Oh, he's awesome. But um, I kind of wish they had cast Michael Keaton though. Yeah, kind of. He probably isn't committing to shows, but. Yeah, probably not. But we're getting into that. But what we also want them to do is go ahead and hit that subscribe button right there. <laughs> and they want to go ahead and like and comment below. Right above our cardboard, Kelly, and our wonderful woman's head is the very list of Triforce podcasts. Over a hundred of them. And then above my head, well, that's going to be the very best Purgingers and wall hangers video for you. And as our main man, Connor, always says... And one punch! <laughs> <laughs> <With> one punch! <laughs>